Hi, this is Sarah. And this is Rachel. And this is The Ripper Diaries, a podcast where we rip apart, episode by episode, The Vampire Diaries. Warning, this is a rewatch podcast. We're always talking about future episodes, how they relate to this current episode, so there will be spoilers. This week, we're talking about season two, episode four, Memory Lane. Title gives it away. This is a big flashback episode where mm. we learn more about Catherine's time in Mystic Falls in 1864. Yeah, and they kind of start us off with a little uh, little punk out, I guess. Yeah. It starts with the 1864 Founders Day Ball or whatever, yeah. and you're like, oh, it's a flashback. But then it kind of like, the events are a little funny. You know, Catherine and Stefan are dancing at the mm. Founders Ball. Looks and, a little hazy. Yeah, it looks a little hazy. And he, um, they point out Damon is standing there. And, you know, Catherine says, oh, well, he's found another partner. And suddenly mm. he's with Elena, a modern-day looking Elena. Yes. And it immediately is clear, okay, this is not a flashback. This is a dream a scenario dream. or something yeah. else. Um, and then it is a dream because Stefan follows Elena through a door, which leads into the present-day Mystic Grill, mm-hmm. where um, she's standing by, like, a pool table mm-hmm. with her, like, the pool thing. Not cue. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was called. And um, Damon swoops in, and he, like, kisses her, and they're mm-hmm. flirting. And clearly, this is not a dream. This is a nightmare for Stefan. <laughs> clearly. Yes. Um, and 1864, <laughs> Catherine, in her full, like, gown and everything, mm-hmm. appears in the grill. And she's telling Stefan that, you know, she loves him and they'll be together again. And, Mm. uh, you know, she's laying it on thick about how she feels about him and um, how he knows that, how she feels. It's very, um, it's it's interesting. Catherine's definitely like, you know, trying to lay lay a seed that she will be pressing this whole episode that sets us up really well for the episode. Leading into Stefan waking up from this dream to mm-hmm. what at first appears to be Elena laying yeah. in bed sleeping with him, but is, of course, not. Of course not, yeah. He he wakes up, Elena's laying there with him, and then takes him a second, but he realizes... That's not Elena. That's not Elena. <laughs> nope, she was not there. Realizes it's Catherine, like, bam, speeds out of bed. Yeah, yeah classic. Has the whole realization, all these things, and... You know, Catherine comments, it was really easy to get inside your head, obviously, because yeah. he's on the bunny diet. Yeah. Like, we talked about a lot last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then they just have some back and forth, and he again asks why she's there. Yeah. Why she's back in Mystic Falls. And she says three reasons. You, you, and you. Love it. I she's love so good. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, the, yeah, they're fighting for, like, a second. And she's yeah. just immediately, like, in the dream, is just turning around to being like, I'm obsessed with you. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. It's, it's really interesting how this is, like, Catherine's party line the whole time, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of what gives some um, weight to the discussion of does Catherine actually feel anything for Stefan or not? Because, like, she does wield yeah. it in a lot of ways as, like, a defense, as a weapon, as a distraction. That's what I was thinking throughout, the like, most of this episode. Episode. obviously i think you know getting into it before we really talk about everything that happens it does seem like it's mostly a distraction in this episode she just yeah. doesn't want them to know what she's really doing yes a hundred percent and i do think of course if that has the added benefit of stefan falling back in love with her perfect she's okay with that that's my well. she's willing to take <laughs> yeah but it's yeah. definitely like a 
you know, Stefan, and yeah. we'll talk about this more throughout this episode, but Stefan says, like, she's not here just for me. There's no way that yeah. that's true. And he's right. He is right. But it can be two things at once. Yeah, so, that's true. Two things can be true. Yeah, so we'll get into that more. For now, we're at the grill. Mm-hmm. Um, Elena is there studying when Damon shows up, and they bicker again about the backstabbing, the trust. It's mm-hmm. like we talked about a lot in episode three. The vibes are weird and kind of bad between them. Yeah. They get better through this one, but... Yeah, at the start of this, yeah. they're definitely just like, you're using me. Yeah, <laughs> they're having their weird, like, they, they've hurt each other. They yeah. don't like each other. But they're like, these... do like each other. Yeah, they do vibes. actually like each other, but yeah. Yeah. And then Alina gets up to leave, and Damon's like, well, I'll see you later at Jenna's barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Alina just is like, wait, what? Yeah. You're coming to Jenna's barbecue. Like, does she know all these, yeah. <laughs> these little digs? And yeah, Damon says it was his idea. He yeah, had he a lark. set the whole thing up. Yeah, of course he did. Of course, the most Damon thing. But yeah, he had a lark set up this little barbecue at Jenna's house so that you know Jenna would invite her high school friend Mason Lockwood, mm-hmm. and he could have a chance to yeah stab him with some silver. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Damon's always got a way to set something in motion when he needs it, and and he's doing it perfectly here. Um speaking of mason so we go into the lockwoods from there um mason is at the lockwood house getting ready to just leave for the barbecue i think it's funny he's like i'm going to jenna summer's house for the barbecue so excited (laughs) yeah it's so cute um but tyler Mm -hmm. you know stops him and tries to question him about the whole being a wolf thing of course tyler saw at the end of episode three that mason was a wolf like he literally like saw him be a wolf so there's there's no getting around lying now like he's just like yeah, he's just in this. But there is still lying because, like, Mason yeah. tells Tyler that, you know, you're not going to become a wolf, but I'm not going to tell you why or how. Yeah. And he tells him that Tyler's dad wasn't a wolf and that he didn't know anything about it, Mary Lockwood. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's still, like, being shady and holding yes. on to info because um, he doesn't say how you trigger the curse. He doesn't say, like, yeah, what actually any of this means or how it works. He just says, like, you're better off not knowing. Yeah um just like leave it as a mystery yeah he mason literally tells him ignorance is bliss which, yes yeah that is what he says. yeah and then tyler also asks him about the moonstone and if he's found it yet and of course he has not because we know tyler has the moonstone yeah and yeah after mason leaves he pulls it out of his pocket yeah he's still holding on to it mason has zero so chance like, of finding it like as a chronic keys forgetter <laughs> what if mason just turned right back around and was like yeah. oh i forgot my keys or something and then yeah oh he's just holding, just, like, holding the it down. like okay tyler sure yeah teenage but, boy teenage boy yeah but anyway so the lockwoods are still playing their little song and dance over yeah, they're playing their games yeah little does mason know his biggest enemy right now well is really damon but his number two <laughs> is tyler yeah <laughs> working against him at least yep um, back at the Salvatore house, I think kind of like shockingly on a first watch, Catherine is still just there hanging around. Yeah. Um, I of course knew this episode was her around all the whole episode, but I was even surprised when I watched it this time. I was like, I forget that she just hovers around. Like she's just there. Yeah. I forgot she didn't leave either. I mean, I knew that was where this episode was going, but I forgot that's how she ends up there in yeah, the first place. Because you think she kind of they would pick up from like Stefan's room, like right where they left it. But yeah. no, she's gone downstairs she's just now. Been hanging out. She's sitting like in the main room reading Stefan's diary. Yeah. Stefan gives her, her like a cup of blood that she says or he says is from um Damon's supply of blood yeah. bags. Like he's like treating her like a guest. He's bringing yeah. her a drink. Um 
And Catherine mentions how she knows that Stefan doesn't drink mm-hmm. human blood and that she also knows that he had a recent run-in with the werewolf, which I'm kind of surprised she revealed because obviously yeah. she got that info from Caroline and I feel like she'd want to keep stuff close. But I think she likes to show off when what she knows she, things. Yes, she Definitely. likes to show that she's like keeping tabs more so than risking exposing any sources. Yeah. I was, well, I was also wondering, is her so- source actually Caroline or was it Could be Mason. Mason? Could yeah. be either. Probably it is both. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, probably both. She's just double confirming. She's yeah. got every source. That's true. Yeah. Um, Doesn't really matter, but I was just thinking about that. Yeah. And it does, you know, then spur Stefan into, like, really this curiosity of, like, how much does Catherine know about werewolves? Yeah. Of course, this is, they're all trying to figure out, like, what is werewolves? And Catherine, every time it comes up, is just so casual, like, oh, yeah, wolves. Yeah, I know they exist. Yeah. Um, she's known 160 years that they exist, at yes. least, if not more. Um, And she, you know, reveals that... In 1864, it wasn't just the founding families that were just trying to get rid of vampires to protect the town. Mm -hmm. Those founding family members who got rid of the vampires were led by who? The Lockwoods. Yep. uh, Werewolves. And so, like, this was not just a... The 1864 tomb vampire situation was not just a protect the town from vampires. It was a get rid of the vampires for the werewolves situation. Yeah. I had never really thought about that until this rewatch when I realized... Wait, she's insinuating yeah. that the whole reason everything went down in 1864 was, yeah, not because there was this big push. I mean, on like, yeah, for the people who weren't werewolves, like the Salvators, like mm-hmm. Giuseppe, whatever, the Gilberts, it was definitely like, let's protect the town from vampires. Yeah. But the bigger reasoning was, yeah. It was spearheaded by the Lockwoods. Yeah, the Lockwoods were like, let's get rid of the yeah. vampires as werewolves. Well, and I think too, like it often gets overshadowed in memory as like, the Lockwood started it because Catherine started it because ultimately Catherine has That's true. her own reasons, which haven't been revealed yet. That's but of course, true. she has very well good reason to fake her own death and to cover it up with yes. getting rid of all of those vampires. But it was very easy to manipulate the Lockwoods into doing that. Yes. And because they were werewolves. Yeah. Um, which we see through the flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that like kind of lore building in like mm-hmm. the 1864. I think it's interesting how in season two, they do continue to give it so many more like layers. and Yeah. Um. Yeah, it makes the story make a lot more sense in a way. Yeah. Um, that's like, yeah, so much more depth. Um, so we do actually get into an 1864 flashback from there um, of Damon at the Founders Party toasting, mm-hmm. you know, making a toast to George Lockwood, yep. who is, you know, the Lockwood version of, in the 1864. Yep. Um, he's in the Civil War. And then we see Henry the Tomb Vampire. Yeah. Classic second sighting. <laughs> yeah, I for- I remembered obviously like from rewatching and stuff i remember that first time we see henry but i forgot we see him again in this episode yeah i, I know. know i do forget because it's really just a kind of a side thing he he pulls Catherine to the side to tell yeah. her that there um were people killed in mystic yes. falls but not by vampires and you know she's like oh that's a good thing it's like okay <laughs> whatever yeah um but no it's not a good thing because they weren't killed by vampires but they were not killed by humans they were yeah, killed they were, by like something. torn apart yeah. yeah it was not animals it yeah. was like yeah it was something inhuman in not just a regular animal yeah um, this is something to be worried about yeah which henry as a vampire is also afraid that's going to look bad on the vampires. Like, yes. they're going to assume that it was the vampires. Yeah, very easy to blame a vampire when dead bodies are appearing yeah. everywhere. Um, back into the present day, Catherine then questioned Stefan on why he kept her picture, which mm-hmm. I think is a good question. Asking a lot of good questions. Yeah, she is yeah. in this episode because it is really like, huh, Stefan, 
that's right why did you keep yeah. her photo for 140 Makes years you think. it does make you think um and you know she claims that um he came back to mystic falls not to fall in love with elena again but to mm. fall in love with Catherine again to fall in love with you know her for a second time all over again which fair point i mean is she wrong we know the reason stefan originally stayed you know for all those months when he was stalking elena yeah we know he was trying to figure out if she was Catherine. yeah which like, makes to say yeah it makes sense yeah. to be like is this Catherine? i just want to know especially if she's right. so dangerous especially if she's this like manipulative person i just kind of want to know where she is mm-hmm. but then when he realized it wasn't he was still like instead of being like oh it's not Catherine, i'm gonna leave it's fine it's just a normal high school girl he's like yeah i'm gonna enroll in school and fall in love yeah. with this girl yeah that's weird it is kind of weird we we just this is so overlooked in the show it's like i know i don't know we bring it up all the time and i don't know if i've not seen a lot of people in like the fandom and as you know a larger general population talk about it a ton yeah. especially in relation to stelena delena like whatever but stefan to me is the one that's like you cannot get around these allegations because yeah. they are really heavy that like you yeah. really did fall in love with her and yes maybe once he actually started dating her and like maybe a few episodes in and realized how different she was and he does say that to her like mm-hmm. when i started watching you and realizing you were nothing like her yes i started to like love you separately of that but it's like i don't know the vibe's still still there the start of it is still there it would make me uncomfortable if i was elena but yeah i don't know if i could get past it yeah um but you know stefan uh kind of leans into this he uses this to his advantage and he does the classic fake out he leans in Mm -hmm. has a little kiss and then vervain darts her um classic we all love that move and he takes her verbatim body and chains her up in the cellar to get her to confess what she's really up to. And he immediately goes straight to torture. He, like, is dragging the verbatim down her face, like, burning her. Stefan is always looking for a reason to just be torturing someone or beating someone up or yeah. doing something like this to really let his anger out oh yeah he's literally like ready to go from zero to 100 yeah. at any moment he yep. does not care ready to fight always always and that's what he does here Catherine gave him the opportunity and he took it um and so then Catherine, now that she's like bound up she launches into another 1864 flashback yep. where she's again talking to george lockwood at the founders party um and she pretty like boldly confronts him about you know yeah. like i know you know i'm a vampire and i know your secret too which is yeah. obviously that he's a werewolf and um she tells stefan in this moment that george wanted something from her yeah. that there was some leverage she had to get george to free her that she was mm-hmm. gonna give him she doesn't yeah. tell him what it is does not say what it is yeah we'll see at the end of the episode but i don't think in this episode she ever tells him what it is no, I don't think so either. She doesn't get that far, no. which I don't think it would benefit her to tell him. So In I don't... fact, yeah, I don't think they put it together for like, it, like I think even next episode, I don't think they know. So yeah, I think it takes a I'd while. I myself on that, but because so far, none of them know anything about the Moonstone at all. It's only Tyler. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I don't think they have any idea. Yeah. So and Stefan's ready to. He grabs a seat and he sits down. He's Catherine yeah. has it's him like, sat. Like oh okay. <laughs> yeah, she's telling him some info. Finally filling in some pieces. So he yeah. sits down to listen to this story. And Catherine like she's got him hook yeah. line sinker. She's He's, got him in. Which she says this a little bit later, but that also makes me think she made the werewolf reveal because she knows Stefan can't resist finding out about what's going on. Yeah. And she wanted to spend the day with him. 
That's true. Scientist Stefan, she knows his like. Yeah, she, <laughs> she knows. knows. She knows she can play him by dropping a little yeah. information, but not all. Just a small history lesson that'll get him wondering. Yeah. Throughout this episode, we're cutting kind of back and forth between the barbecue yeah. and the cellar. And so later at the cellar, we do see Catherine is laying it on thick about yes being in love, about Stefan loving yep. her and in this scene, we get a flashback to 1864, mm-hmm. right after the Founders Party has ended, and this was the first Founders Party, and we see after it when Stefan um, confessed his love to Catherine, Yeah, and he kisses her, and I think it's the first time that we really see her affected by him because the like things he's saying to her so romantic yeah he is yeah he's putting it all on the line like we've said about other people before but this is stefan's time when he's doing it he's like yeah i look at you and i see an angel lol yeah i I look at you and i see an angel i think i'm falling in love with you and then they do kiss and he's like i am in love with you Mm -hmm. and she Catherine basically says she wants to go bed like she's yeah going to leave because she's the like night. there's a lot you don't know about yes. me like you're not gonna feel this way when you know this yeah. all about me and he's like more to know in love i know he's yeah. such a pure little 17 year old in love that's like he what is. he's giving it's like pure 17 year old boy yeah. who's in love yes i know i hate to say it but this is why I ship like what's what's their ship name Catherine. Yeah, uh, stefferin yeah stefferin yeah something Kevin. like that I don't like that. I don't like I think it's yeah. Stefan. Okay. Um, anyway, I just want to yeah. ship them. They, ugh, I love yeah. human Stefan. Which actually, it's not even human Stefan for me because I think Stefan, um, he's very loving to Elena too as a vampire. True. But it's more so the effect he has on Catherine. This is the first time that That's we true. really see her like shaken. Like she's yeah. really like, he gives her this whole love confession and she's like, She's, like, visibly affected by this. Yes. Yeah, and she even says, like, you know, Stefan's like, oh, if I upset you, and she says, no, I'm just surprised. Like, she's yeah. very clearly taken aback. Yeah, and she goes, you know, they say goodnight, and she goes into her room <laughs> and is immediately launched on by Damon, who's been hiding out in her room waiting for her, and was listening into the whole thing. And he's like, have my brother's words, like, why don't overwhelmed I just overwhelmed you? you? Yeah. <laughs> human damon was not uh, he's cute and innocent too but he's still like oh damon but also he's crazy because oh i don't God. even think he's been compelled at this point i no. think he was just like it's okay if my brother's also <laughs> in love with you yeah and i'll just hide out in her room until she gets back yeah she he really probably didn't require much if at all compulsion. yeah no and um damon asks her about asks Catherine about this and Catherine, you know is just kind of like you shouldn't eavesdrop. And Damon asks, is my love not enough for you? Oh, so, so sad. sad. Poor Damon. Oh, yeah, really got put in a bad situation here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and he won't really leave. And so yeah. she compels him. She's like, go to bed. Leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Sends him on his way. Yeah, not a great look for Damon, but. No, but, you know, he goes about his way. And this isn't Damon's episode. This is not Damon's yeah. story in this one. This is Catherine and Stefan. And, Definitely. And after Damon leaves, Catherine's kind of left standing there. And yeah. you can see she kind of touches her lips and she's reminiscing. And yep. this is not the scheming, duplicitous Catherine that mm-hmm. we're used to. Like, this is such a different, rare version of her. Yeah. Um, and you know back in the present Catherine claims that she never compelled Stefan's love that that moment was just purely Stefan she wasn't even compelling him at that point the love was real on both sides she really loved him and he really loved her 
it seems like it's genuine. Yeah, and the I feelings think feelings are real. You know, something that she does reveal in a later scene in the cellar is that mm-hmm. she never compelled his love, but she did compel him to not be afraid of her. Yes. And I do think I do understand how in Stefan's mind that could kind of blur where it's like, yeah. Definitely. If I had been just afraid of you, I wouldn't have loved you. So like True. In a way you did compel my love, but it wasn't as flat out as Stefan had made it seem of like love, love me. me. Yeah. She never did that. Yeah. Um Anyway, so we're living the 1864 romantic drama on one side of the town. Mm-hmm. On the other, Jenna is holding her BBQ. <laughs> and so Elena and Jenna are prepping in the kitchen talking about yep. Damon. And yeah. Jenna clearly does not like him. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and says that, um, and Elena tells her to be nice, which I think is very interesting. Very, when it, I caught that too, yeah. It's such an interesting call out because in the last episode, obviously, it's like, Elena hates him. Why does she yeah, care? She's never going to forgive him. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe she's the only one that's allowed to be mean to him. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but yeah, and then Jenna says, I'll be nice to him when he learns to keep his paws off of you. Oh, that <laughs> Which was I'm funny. like, thank God we're acknowledging that Jenna <laughs> saw that. And then Elena just has a look. She's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jenna did see some things. Um, yep. But Which also, like, clarified, but even yeah. though the kiss wasn't really her, Jenna's not wrong. Like, yeah, I mean, it's true. He still did think it was Elena and tried yeah. to do that to Elena. Still tried to kiss Elena. Yeah. So she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Not wrong. Um, so meanwhile, um, you know, Damon is coming over here to get more info mm-hmm. about Mason. Um, and so yeah. Mason arrives and clearly him and jenna were high school besties they have a cute little relationship and a lark shows up next and the vibes are so good they're definitely like new boyfriend meeting the high school friend digging Mm -hmm. up dirt it's so cute yeah mason brings out the shot glasses they all take a shot and then party killer yeah (laughs) yeah damon shows up kills the vibe immediately yep jenna like basically just walks out she just leaves she gives him her shot glasses like here take mine and just leaves and then of course you know alar kind of follows and damon Mm -hmm. has the chance to introduce himself to mason yeah oh my gosh every single time i watch this scene all i can think about is the blooper of ian summerhalder when they were filming this and he i don't it looks like it's not registering but everyone has to watch this clip it's so funny and when he was doing this scene he like they did the scene perfectly normal exactly how it is but instead of saying hi i'm damon salvador he says hi i'm ian yeah (laughs) shakes his hand every time i watch it i'm just like ian loves funny uh i'll have to rewatch that yeah it's such a funny remember now that you're talking about it's just such a funny boober because it happens the exact same way of like oh hey yeah i'm damon but it's (laughs) hi i'm ian (laughs) pretty good um but yes, so Damon, Ian, now I'm getting myself confused. I know, it's so confusing. <laughs> he introduces himself, and Mason is, you know, he's being the cordial guest. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, I've heard a lot of great things about you. And Damon, of course, is like, really? That's weird, because I'm a dick. <laughs> yeah, like, who's saying good things about me? Yeah. Which, <laughs> love that. Yeah. Though, to be fair, Carol and Liz, they definitely would be like, Oh, that's true, but are they talking Damon. to Mason about Damon? Probably not. His probably only source is Catherine, who's definitely not saying good things. But yeah, true. Whatever. I think he's just being cordial. Yes, Mason's playing course. the game. Mason is playing the game. Definitely. Um, Also playing some games. Elena yeah. is out on the porch calling Stefan, trying to figure out where he oh. is. You know, she's like, did you get my messages about the barbecue? Plot. The C plot, yeah. 
it's not a great C plot. I mean, it's good in terms of story, but it's not great yeah. in terms of what's actually happening. Um, you know, Elena's trying to get Stefan there. Obviously, she wanted him to come to the barbecue, and mm-hmm. he's just not there, and he's not answering any of her messages. Yeah. And then Caroline comes out, and you know, she tells her, "Oh, like, don't be worried. Stefan's probably fine. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be a clingy girlfriend. Like, don't be." <laughs> I forgot about classic Caroline. <laughs> yeah. So Caroline is like. You know, don't be a clingy girlfriend. I made that mistake. And then she's going on to say, you know, Stefan hates that you, Elena, are a constant temptation for him. And (laughs) Elena asks Caroline, did he say that? And Caroline goes, no, but, like, trust me, it's there. Like, that's why I broke up with Matt. (laughs) Yeah, she did not break up with Matt. She did not break up with Matt. So, yeah, I just had to throw that out there. I I know, I I thought that was funny, too. I wasn't going to call her out on that, but, yeah, I thought that was funny. I was like, yeah, she's really rewriting history on that one. (laughs) She's like, yep, I broke up with him just to keep him safe because I'm a good person. Yeah um but yeah they do talk about that the hunger thing and it definitely you can kind of see the wheels working in elena of like i don't know it's just weird how caroline lays it on thick about like oh yeah the constant Mm -hmm. temptation of like wanting to rip your throat out yeah Yeah. that's hard for him um which of course Stefan never says any of that to elena and how much caroline yeah that's true caroline is obviously just working with nothing here but yeah it's interesting um alaric comes out to tell them the food is ready which kind of breaks up the moment which i just think is so cute because he's just such an uncle he's really just like the dad of the group who's like come on girls dinner's ready like i just (laughs) love love it yeah while while jenna and mason are getting blacked out he's like (laughs) yeah true the responsible one yeah um so caroline follows him inside you know saying she's starving they're laying into the whole like newbie vamp she's like supplementing the hunger blood yep. cravings with the food cravings as we've seen before so she goes in and elena's kind of just left sitting on the porch for a moment clearly worried about Stefan, yeah. and clearly for good and reason thinking, yeah and thinking about what caroline said i think a little bit yes that's true too um later the bbq has escalated to pictionary where damon is the one drawing and he's drawing yep. a wolf dancing everyone's trying to guess jenna's getting too drunk she can't guess it yep and then mason very coolly guesses from the back of the room dancing with wolves which is the correct answer classic little dig yeah, yeah. classic dig and there'll be many more um after this damon goes into the kitchen where um elena is also in the kitchen and she says stop giving jenna alcohol yeah. and damon's like well i want her to like me <laughs> like i get that yeah he's yeah. brilliant for that um yeah and then jenna comes out and she you know she starts talking to them and she yeah. she says you know i've dated a lot of damons in my life oh yeah like, I, I know how you are damon yeah. yeah 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 that's why i don't like you because you've never dated you but i've dated I've some dated youth. a lot of damons yeah yeah and so um they're getting the pie the dessert yes. ready and this yep. is where he sees the fancy gilbert silver set which it also dawned on me on this watch why are they pulling out the fancy like silverware for a barbecue where they're getting like fucked up like, <laughs> it's the south i mean i guess i guess but I, th- yeah jenna's like this is my mother's like silver set like her her precious <laughs> i feel like when you've got yeah. stuff like that you gotta pull it out any chance you get you get like I a mean, few chances do, a year this is the I first dinner true, party they've hosted <laughs> in a while might true. as well <laughs> they gotta find a way to use their silverware at the rest of the mystic falls events <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> true that's true i'm sure the lockwoods have plenty they can't be taking it there that's true um but anyway this of course poses yes. a perfect opportunity for damon um who sees yes. who sees that silver who he's been waiting for that mm-hmm. um and he takes the knife and gets the pie ready and he sets the pie in front of mason obviously to test if mason will touch the silver knife 
Mason very knowingly, very smartly, does not take that bait. He instead no. turns the pie, reaches around, and grabs a piece with his hands and puts mm-hmm. it on his plate and is, like, kind of grabbing, like, spare pieces. It's very, like, messy. It's yeah. very obvious. And I love Alaric's face watching him do this. And Mason kind of looks at him and realizes, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm an animal. Yeah. Love Great. That. The the puns. Mason and Damon. I'll talk about this later, but yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed. Yeah. I'll get into them a little bit more later, yeah, because I have so many things to say about their relationship. Yeah. But, yeah, so obviously, you know, Mason says that little thing about being an animal, and then it comes up that Mason was, like, the hot guy in high school. Oh, yeah. Which, I see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think Alaric asks, like, if Jenna was ever interested. Yeah. You know, she was in Logan Felland, that whole thing. And then... Damon's like, oh, Mason, really? You were like a stud. I pictured you as more of a lone wolf. <laughs> Mason is like, oh, yeah, no, you, I, but I bet I wasn't half the lady killer that you are. Oh, Damon. yeah. Damon so is good. throwing out every single wolf, you know, reference innuendo he could possibly think of. Yep. And Mason is shoving him right back. right back. Yeah, lady yeah. killer, brilliant. Yeah. And so Damon good. does like a little impressed, like, huh. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Damon's like perfectly met his uh his little match in quips here. I it's think like so too. it's I pretty know. fun. I wish we got more scenes like this. I know. Um and so they're having this whole bit. Um and Elena and Caroline are out cleaning up from Pictionary. Mm-hmm. And you know, Elena says that she wants to go check on Stefan. She's worried about him, which Caroline kind of tries to like push her off of at first, but yeah. clearly there's no stopping Elena because she's kind of like, "Oh, don't be like the clingy girlfriend. Like yeah. don't do it." And Elena's like, "I'm not being clingy. I I'm worried. worried. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's not like him to just not text me back all day. So, you know, she she's going to go see. And mm-hmm. so Caroline's like, well, at least let me drive you. Of course. Of course. Which Caroline has been acting so suspiciously this whole episode about all of this. Yep. And this is the thing that finally, like, if you had any room for doubt, confirms it. When they go to, out to the car, Caroline drops her keys and then she leans down and she, like, pops one of the things on her yeah, tire the thing where you put the air into yeah. your tire yeah she like snaps it off so yes. the air the air is out of her slowly tire. release yeah. um and then gets in the car to like drive away so clear indicator here if there was any room for doubt again that like caroline's, caroline's up, up to, to something, something. Absolutely. she's trying to keep elena away from stefan yes um speaking of which back at the salvatore cellar we're launched into more 1864 yep. flashbacks um you know Catherine again she's reiterating about the love and the fear and the yes. compelling and yeah she's saying she never compelled his love yes mm-hmm. and she explains that in 1864 George Lockwood used the vampires as cover because obviously the werewolves were the ones that were killing those people mm-hmm. and so they were going to use the vampires as cover-up um and it was this plan to put them all in the tomb as we all know from season yes. one and you know a plan that Catherine was very much part of and was she says she lit the match. She was like, yeah. I practically lit the match. Yeah, you see the flashback where she's walking with George and they're conspiring to put all of the vampires in the church and burn it to the ground. Mm-hmm. And George is explaining to her how she can get away. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting because she also like very explicitly says like, I need people to think that I'm dead. Yeah. Which is such an interesting clue for the future again of Stefan like speculating of what Catherine is up to like mm-hmm. it's not just enough that Catherine wanted to just for whatever reason get rid of all of these vampires in Mystic Falls like yep. she also needed word spread that she was dead yeah no I noticed that too I really like that and it also Stefan clocks it too and he asks well first he asks you know what did George give you in exchange for your freedom mm-hmm. because 
I, or what did you give George in exchange for your freedom? Because mm-hmm. obviously, why would George just do that? Yeah. And then, yeah, he also asks, you know, what were you running from? Yes. Which, of course, Catherine does not answer. And she sort of mentions, you know, they pr- nearly ruined her plan, like, for this all yeah. to go down. And we go to a flashback we've already seen mm-hmm. where Damon and Stefan are going to rescue Catherine from the carriage. Yeah, because yeah, she yeah. says... Um, which I will say, she, what she does answer to Stefan about what she's running from, is she says everyone has a past, which I think is she, very yeah, she interesting. Does drop that KG. Yeah, yeah, it's a KG answer, but I really like that. It's like a as a roundabout answer yeah. to that. And so yeah, she says Stefan ruined it because when she was feeding on him with their vervain, mm-hmm. that was not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, their dad got involved in that was the first ruin in the plan then the second was when damon because she says damon being damon yep ruined it because he was the one that really forced them to like to break her out of it yeah. and then they both got themselves killed which ruined everything and then Stefan realizes in this moment that he and damon died for nothing like Catherine didn't want to be saved they tried to save her yeah and were shot because of it and became vampires because of it because of it and she didn't even want to be saved in the first place nope. Which yeah. he says, they died for nothing. And Catherine said, you didn't die for nothing. You died for love. Love that little line. I love that line. And it really reminds me of our special episode where we talked about yeah. races to turn a vampire. I yeah. was like, huh, we can really break down all the pieces. And yeah, they do yeah. have a, a love component to their to their death for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's kind of the info that they're getting there. It's still, yeah. Catherine is... Every single chance she gets rounding it back around to, you love me, you love me, you love me. Yeah, every, yeah, the, the gist of every flashback is, you yeah. love me, you always did actually love me. Yeah, don't forget that, yeah. you love me. Here's a little bit about George Lockwood, yeah. you loved me, yeah. Yeah, she's giving him just enough to keep him interested while also yes. just trying to reiterate that message for sure. Yes, definitely. Um, back at the Jenna barbecue, Damon is cleaning up the kitchen when Mason mm-hmm. confronts him about stopping with the innuendos. It's become so yes. obvious at this point. Too they have obvious. to acknowledge yeah. it. Um, d- you know, Mason knows what's going on, what this whole thing is about, and he just wants a truce. Yeah. Um, and Damon does eventually shake on the truce. They, of course, like confront each other a little bit about um, the whole, yeah. like, you were, you know, you tried to kill my brother last yeah. night. And Mason's like, I couldn't control it. Like, yeah. you know, so it's interesting how he's mason's kind of like pretty upfront about the whole thing and like i don't know it's interesting once they actually open the doors there how they talk about it um but damon does shake on the truce but in classic damon form he immediately grabs one of the silver knives and like pockets it so it's like yeah. okay, clearly damon agreed to that truce but is not gonna stick to it by like any means yeah no of course not classic damon classic damon being damon. damon yeah damon being damon as Catherine says yeah meanwhile all of this is going on damon plotting caroline also plotting oh yeah they are driving to stefan's caroline's gonna take elena reluctantly Mm -hmm. and caroline keeps being so weird about stefan yeah she's like nailing home you know you're so maternal like how can you not have children with him like all these things you're gonna be in diapers and he's gonna be smoking (laughs) hot (laughs) it's my favorite one yeah it's pretty good yeah she's just hammering all these things home then quick plug we (laughs) to get a little little ad read for yeah. the, the Ford Focus or yeah, whatever it was. Focus. Yeah. They must have dropped the feature that year. Yeah. That you could do the like like basically Siri. Yeah, I yeah. Know like what a, to call it. Yeah, some sort like of touch to ask what like a song yeah. is. And Carol, what song is this? Yeah. Yeah. Alina's just very casually like, I love this song. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get the <laughs> change the, the topic because yeah. it's so awkward because Caroline won't stop talking about how her and her boyfriend are like not gonna be together. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, you know, they, they say the little song and whatever. But yeah. after they have the little ad, which 
odd placement for an ad the car then starts to break down that's what i thought too i was like it's i know caroline intentionally popped her own tire but like it's still still why would you want the car the ad placement to be on something you're about to break down but okay yeah kind of odd but it works i guess Mm -hmm. um so of course you know the car breaks down because it's got a completely flat tire yeah and elena and caroline you know are waiting for the tow truck waiting waiting and yep we cut away and then come back and um we see, you know, they're still waiting. It's been a while, so we know time has passed. Mm-hmm. And Alina's like, let's just leave. Like, let's yeah. let's leave or I'm going to leave. Like, yeah, I'll walk. Yeah, I'll walk. We can walk. Caroline is obviously not having this because, yeah. you know, clearly she, you know, she doesn't want. Yeah, she's like, don't leave me alone. Yeah, don't like- leave me alone, which kind of fair like, yeah that is fair i was just saying, i know she's a vampire but i still wouldn't want to be left on the side of the road by know, myself that's what i thought too especially when the tow truck does show up and yeah she's elena literally leaves her yeah yeah so that was that was giving away the ending yeah <laughs> is, is trying to keep her there obviously like she's been doing all day and if finally the tow truck comes and elena's like i'm out bye yeah yeah. And Caroline, like, grabs her arm at yeah. first to try to get her not to leave. Like, she, like, really tries to force her. And Elena is like, Caroline, you're hurting me. Yeah. Um, and she lets go. And that kind of gives Elena an opening. And But she says, she's like, you're not being yourself. Like, what is yeah. wrong with you? And then she does, they, you know, fight. And she just leaves. She does yeah. finally, like, just leave. But, like, clearly that escalated, like, way too far. And it was, like, way too obvious to Elena that, like, something's not right with Caroline. That was, like, yeah. that was not normal at all. Um, and then, you know, Damon and Mason have left the barbecue. Yeah. Mason's going to make a quick round to last call at the Mystic Grill. Classic. <laughs> yeah, he's so fun. Yeah, he's the most fun. He's giving Damon a run for his money. No, truly like, okay, so I guess to get into this topic now, these two would have been the oh, best of friends. Thank you. I was waiting for this to come up. It had to at some point. And yeah. this is the perfect point because this is the moment that ruins it. But, yep. you know, they really, they could have been the best duo in the show, like hands down yes given damon and alaric run for their money given stefan and damon a run for damon and enzo i'm realizing damon's in all the good friendships but of course. yeah damon, <laughs> damon and bonnie. bonnie yeah yeah damon and mason truly like the friendship that never was the friendship well, that we get yeah. one episode in the uh, later later yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's not really but it's not I really know, but i know truly the quips the sarcasm the hotness of both of yeah. them oh my god a missed opportunity oh god, for yeah. sure it kills me it really hurts my heart yeah and so this is the moment that like kind of breaks that down from happening which is that of course damon followed mason to Mm. this secondary location where he just stabs him with the silver knife and (laughs) he just walks over and starts going through his truck and is like opens it up and looks and looking through mason recovers immediately yeah he just pulls out the knife yeah he just pulls out the knife he's like i think werewolves made up that rumor about the silver hurting them because i'm good he like closes his truck back up i don't know what damon thought he was gonna find in that truck also like I, I don't know. I don't know what could have possibly helped him. Because um, also he didn't stab him in the heart or anything. But I guess if it... I don't know what the legend is that Silver just will no. always kill a, a werewolf. I don't know I guess, well enough. Yeah. But I mean, he wanted him to just touch it when he picked up the knife. So I guess it's just a matter true. of touching it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. He obviously didn't really know exactly what would happen if it was going to kill him or not. But clearly Damon just doesn't care. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, he says that... Mason says that it's a myth and you know that demon has now made an enemy yes, earlier the truth he said don't make an enemy and now he's like yeah you've done that yep. you're my enemy now yeah so 
Damon messing up re- <laughs> left and right right now. I know, yeah. Mostly because of the friendship that could have been. Yeah, yeah, that real mess. Also, it'll, that'll come back on Damon later on. Yes. Of course, always does. Always does. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things coming back around at the Salvatore cellar, Catherine is threatening Stefan, mm-hmm. really getting him riled up. You know, she is saying that, you know, she'll kill Elena and make yeah. him watch yep. and she'll kill everyone that Elena <laughs> loves. And she's, she's really, like, trying to, like, uh, yeah. employ him now to get a reaction and he does yeah. he holds a stake over her but he stops he like holds back at the last second if stefan had just killed her right then and there imagine the amount of grief Problems and trouble all of their yeah pro- truly show ends basically yeah basically i mean uh, sure of course like klaus and all of them could have showed up at some point and probably would have but like oh my god Catherine caused so many more of, issues yeah. than that so yeah, Catherine threatens, you know, that if Stefan and Elena don't stay away from each yep. other, she will kill everyone Elena loves and then kill Elena while Stefan watches. And she's just like laying it on thick. And, you know, this is really getting Stefan pissed. And that gives Catherine the opening to break the chains out mm-hmm. of the chair. She just like Hulk rips herself out of there. Clearly, she was fine and was just allowing herself to be locked up all episode. Yeah. And Stefan realizes that immediately, and she reveals that she's been drinking Vervain every day for 145 years, and it doesn't affect her anymore because of what happened when she yeah. drank from Stefan and the Vervain took her out. She wasn't going to let that happen ever again. Yeah. So, love that call out. Um, of course, yeah. really surprises Stefan. Yeah. I also love the tactic that she literally was doing this because she wanted to yeah, she spend said. time with him. She just wanted to spend the day with him. Yeah. It's so funny. I love my girl. Yeah, she's brilliant. She gets it. And, of course, just as she gets free and she's standing yes. over Stefan saying all of this, um, they both hear Elena show up at the door, you know, calling out Stefan's name, asking where he is. And Catherine stabs something through Stefan's leg so that he's kind of stuck there. And she runs up to see mm-hmm. Elena. And we get the first face-to-face yeah. Catherine and Elena moment. So iconic. So iconic. I also forgot it took this long. Like, when it happened I know. in the episode, I was like, wait. They haven't even met each other yet. Yeah, because Catherine was dancing around Elena in the first episode, mm-hmm. but Elena never saw her. Yeah, and, and they then, were at the party together, but they never yeah, saw each other. Yeah, but they never yeah. saw each other. And then Catherine wasn't in the second one. Um, yeah. And only at the tail end of the third one. So yeah, it's yeah, now episode four that she's seen her. And so Elena is obviously just completely terrified of Catherine. Freaked out, Just obviously. so freaked out. Catherine's kind of looking at her more like appraising, but like the looks between them, it's again another, you know, Nina Dobrev, like great mm-hmm. acting moment where it's like the shock that she's playing off is really, I think, good on both parts and speaks yeah. to both of their feelings towards it. Catherine, of course, has known that she's a doppelganger and could possibly see someone that looks exactly like her for 500 years yeah um you know whereas elena doesn't have a clue what's going on yeah um and so they're both clearly weirded out by this but again the different reactions and elena says how is it we look exactly alike and Catherine, you know she recovers quickly from all this like shock of seeing her and says you're asking the wrong questions which i think is such an interesting thing for her to say here because she's right elena's asking the wrong question it's not about how do we look alike but why yeah the why is what's important here and what is going to come back to haunt elena yeah um and so then you know just as that happens stefan makes it upstairs and Catherine disappears and stefan and elena hug and they're both like we're not fine yeah <laughs> yeah they have their little uh, camaraderie moment where they're both just, yeah just overwhelmed but yeah they have their little their little moment and mm-hmm. yeah after that Catherine, you know, she <laughs> she's got to go check in on she's what went wrong. Yeah. Uh, back at the grill, Catherine, of course, confronts Elena. 
Not Elena. Elena. <laughs> Getting confused. Caroline. She confronts Caroline in the bathroom about why Caroline's plan mm-hmm. to keep Elena away didn't yeah. work out. Yeah, she had one simple task. Occupy yep. Elena. Why did that not work? Yep. Um, and Caroline, you know, says she tried and she told her all yeah. those things about how they're not supposed to be together and how they can't be together and how it's not going to work. Um, but yeah, it's not working out well for Caroline. So Catherine's clearly like, you know, she's a, she's a little puppet. Caroline yeah, for Catherine. Yeah, Caroline is unfortunately just being used in Catherine's yeah, game. Yeah, doing her bidding for sure. Yeah. After we see that little scene at the grill, we also see Mason get home pissed, mm. not happy. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he just got stabbed. Yeah. And Tyler, Tyler comes out to talk to him and asks him a little bit more, like, you know, talks to him a little bit. Mason says the barbecue didn't go well. And Tyler was like, well, I might know where the moonstone is <laughs> if you tell me what will trigger the curse. Classic. Yeah, of Baby's course. first, uh, what would we call this, negotiation? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, they have a little bit of an argument in that, like, Tyler is really goading him to tell him, to tell Tyler what the, like, what triggers the curse. How is he going to become a vampire? Mm-hmm. And I really like this little scene, actually. It's, like, pretty quick, but... It builds up so much, and then yeah. it ends up Mason, you know, sort of like pinning Tyler against the wall, and he's they're like both kind of shouting, and they're talking really quickly. Yeah, and they're like, "You have to kill someone." I don't know. I just <laughs> you really did that. Like, really well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you have to kill someone. Yeah, that, that is the big line that comes out. Yeah. It's like you have to take human blood is what he says yeah. after that. Is you have to be the cause. The loss of human life is the way to trigger yeah. the curse. Um, yeah. which was not what Tyler was expecting to hear <laughs> yeah. out of that. Yeah, that's basically end scene. Cause yeah, where did he go there? from there? Yeah. Tyler's reeling now. Yep. Um, and then, of course, the end of every episode, the grill. We're at the Mystic Grill oh, again. Oh, my God. And Caroline is sitting at a table alone when Stefan and Elena show up, and Caroline apologizes to Elena. She grabs her really quick and says mm-hmm. that she's really sorry about earlier um, but Elena says, you were right. You were just trying to be a good yeah. friend. And you were just telling me the truth and what I need to hear, which is very interesting, obviously. It's of like, course. huh, what's going on all of a sudden? Hmm. And Stefan and Elena sit down. And they immediately, as soon as they sit down, start fighting about Catherine. Yep. And, you know, they're they're saying how Catherine is just trying to get in between them. But it's working. Catherine has gotten yep. in between them. Of course. And, you know, they're both getting so upset. And Elena just gets up and leaves. And leaves yeah. Stefan there. And they don't even get their food. Even though Stefan said he was so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know it's real. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... It's, you know, it's like, like sort of like Matt and Caroline in the last episode. Oh, yeah. It's like a breakup, but really just one person has walked away in yeah. the middle of the conversation. Yeah, but they get pretty heated. Like, they're, they heated, they're yeah. definitely, like, really arguing, and that's very irregular for Stefan and Elena. So it's yes. clearly like something's going on, which obviously Caroline sitting in her little booth alone heard all of this. Yes. And is going to report it back. Yes. And, of course, who also heard this? But Damon, who is still, still lingering at the grill I love stabbing that Mason. I love that he stabbed Mason and was like, I might as well go to a last call. Yeah, if he's like, not going to. Get That's drink. why they should be friends. They both are just like, eh, might as well go might to a last well call go. after drinking a barbecue all day. Yeah, at the grill. Um, yeah, so Caroline's listening in. Damon's listening in. And Damon does leave the grill right after this, where Catherine is waiting outside for him, which I found very interesting. Um, and they talk about the werewolves. You know, again, she mentions she knows. And he asks what she knows. And she's like, ask Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> she's clearly just trying to, like, get under his just skin again. Him. Just the usual, you know. Yeah. Again, I think um, a little clearly, like, more distraction. More yes. trying to, you know, keep them away from what's really happening. Because she also says... 
to Damon, don't try to be the hero, which I think yes, is interesting. Catherine that is, is interesting. clearly trying to keep Damon away. Yes, I think that's a good point. And I think also just, you know, kind of trying to keep in their minds that she's there and she's also the distraction. Obviously, Mason is the one supposed to be getting the moonstone. Yeah, so, like, she is supposed to be the distraction so that Stefan and Damon are worried about her and not about the werewolves. Right. Yeah. Um, but clearly the werewolves are the bigger issue that they're yeah, like, huh, for sure. they can kill us with just a bite. I guess we should probably think more about them. Um, then the end of the episode moment at the Gilbert house, we see Elena gets home and then Stefan is waiting in her room and they hug and clearly immediately it was a fake fight. Yeah. And they reveal as much, um, you know, they put two and two together before going to the grill that Caroline is reporting things back to Catherine. Yes. You know, Elena says she realized immediately that like, Caroline was not acting herself that like something was going yeah. on and they and you know Stefan says and it's just like Catherine like that's yeah. such that's something she yeah. would do Catherine also spent the whole day hammering home yeah that she wants them to break up basically and for them yeah. to get back together yeah be kept apart and then yeah. conveniently Caroline all day is keeping Elena away from Stefan a little obvious on Catherine's part yeah I think yeah I think Caroline kind of was the one that if Elena hadn't True. been able to pick up on that about Caroline, she might have gotten away with it. But True. Caroline was not subtle about it at all. <laughs> yeah. She was so terrified that she was just, like, doing anything she could. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then we get one of those, you know, last little Stefan voiceover moments mm. where he's talking about how someone is so Obvious. heartless and incapable of love yep. while showing exactly that that person is. Yeah. And this time it's Catherine. He's saying how, you know, Catherine is heartless and she's incapable of love. Well, at the same time, we're seeing Catherine – um, remembering her escape in 1864, and we see her in 1864 get out of the um, the tomb or what, or the carriage or whatever. I don't yeah, know. she's she, she gets out. Made it out. She's free, and she sees Damon and Stefan laying on the ground, their dead bodies after they'd been shot. Mm. And George is telling her the carriage is ready, and she's got to get to the carriage. Yeah. But she quickly turns and runs to Stefan's body, and she goes to him and she says that she loves him and she kisses him and she promises them that they'll be together again. Yeah, the same um, line from the dream. Yes. At the beginning of the episode. Interestingly. Yeah, um, yeah so it's it's an important flashback um, in a lot of ways. I think yes. that that, impro- that proves as a viewer that Catherine does actually love Stefan. Like, yeah. it's hard to believe some in some ways the things that she's telling Stefan, the flashbacks that are caused by her storytelling, mm-hmm. because, like, who knows what Catherine's manipulated? We sure. don't know. Um, but this is just us as viewers seeing Catherine remembering something, which there's she, no reason yeah, for it to be, be manipulated. Yeah, like, exactly. that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So this is, I think, the confirmation that a lot of us need that Catherine does love Stefan, whether that is a selfless love or a selfish love. Who knows? Hard Never to know say. Catherine. Yes. Um, but the important, really big, noteworthy thing that happens in this flashback is we finally get to see what Catherine gave to George yes. as leverage to get out of the tomb. And her payment for escape was the Moonstone. Yes. Classic. It always ties back together. It always comes full circle. Yep. And so yeah. that's that's kind of where we're left with the episode is like, yes, Catherine does love Stefan, but also she's involved in this Moonstone thing. If you didn't suspect it, it is now confirmed. Yeah. Two things can be true. Yes. It's the theme of this episode. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Moonstone in play. Catherine's got something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Catherine still loves Stefan. Because even in the present day, she does the like the yes. touch of her lips again yeah. when she remembers that flashback of saying goodbye to Stefan. Yeah, so she still loves him. Yeah. Pretty wholesome episode. Lots yeah. of flashbacks, but no deaths. Unless we're yeah. counting like Stefan, Damon, all of that. Ah, uh, no, no, not yeah. again. No deaths. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. No deaths this episode. Yeah. 
Um, and then not a lot, I will say, of out of pocket or would have done yeah, differently no. moments, too. I mean, of course, Caroline's pretty unhinged, but I probably would have done the same with Catherine threatening me. True. Um, my one sort of out of pocket uh, would have done differently moment is the car product placement. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just so cheesy. It's, it's like, really why did bad. they have to call out the song in that way? Yeah. Just funny. Yeah, that's a really good one. The one I went with, we already talked about, and I put it here because I also wanted to make sure it got brought up at some point. But what I would have done differently is I would not have made Damon and Mason enemies. Oh, my at God, least, yeah. I like, love that you're choosing writers. Yeah, I'm things always I would choosing have done if writer. I was writing this show. Yeah. Because there are so many things that are perfect, like how yeah, everything that's comes true. full circle. Yeah. But, I, I mean, sure, have them be enemies for maybe this episode and the next. Mm-hmm. I just wish they could have come yeah. back together. Enemies into so, BFF arc. Yeah. That's what we needed. They're so similar. I love Mason's character. Like, I mm-hmm. just think... Such a good character. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wonder if um the actor Taylor would have been hard to get to stay on the yeah, show. Yeah, because I think probably. he went on to be in one of those Grey's Anatomy spinoffs, like Chicago Fire or something like that. Oh, so who knows? Yes. He might have been yeah. an actor where it was like we can really only have him for a few episodes. This guy's like on the that's up and up. True, yeah. He's about to get his own show. He's not going to stick around. I yeah, um, that's that's probably what it is. But, but I would have loved to. If I were him, yeah. I would have wanted to stay. If on I the were show. him, I would have been like, let me stay for five episodes I at been, least. Like, cover me in mud every full moon. <laughs> Keep me here. Yeah, just bring me back. Like like make me alive and leave town and yes. then i'll just keep coming yeah, back every full moon <laughs> yeah whenever you want me back yeah. i'll be there but that's not how it goes down, yeah unfortunately so i don't know if that really is a is a good one i, I think like... let's do it yeah okay. <laughs> let's do what we would have done differently for the writers <laughs> okay that works yeah Love that it. can be that one as for quote always something i would never do differently yeah. i i think i there was a lot of good like damon mason banter oh yeah so i wanted to go for something with that and i I don't know, there were so many wolf innuendos and everything, but the one that really stuck in my mind as I was remembering and thinking back on the episode was I really liked when, you know, Mason sort of introduces himself, they have their exchange, and Damon says, oh, really? That's weird that you've heard I'm a good guy, because <laughs> yeah. I'm a dick. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. It okay, is such you need a good the context, one. like I've said I in know. previous episodes, but... Well, that's mine, too. It's like we said in the last one. You kind of need the the question and the answer. Yeah. Um, mine is at the end when Catherine uh, greets Damon outside the grill. Yeah. And he's like kind of looks, you know, a little like whatever. Oh, and I know she what says bad day. And he says bad, bad century. century. <laughs> I like that one. Let's go with one. that one. Like, I'm going to start saying that to people. If anyone's like, if you had a bad day, I'm going to be like bad, bad century. century. Also, he has had a bad century. He's had a rough century, if nothing else. <laughs> bad century yeah, yeah he kind of has unfortunately yeah. poor damon I like, I like that one we can go with that yeah, it's funny i do love the mason damon ones though so we'll have to find a way yeah. to honor I them in they, another they one interact some more we'll, yeah we'll they get do one. we get one more yeah <laughs> yeah unfortunately so we'll, we'll talk about that a lot in the next one um for this one we've got song of the episode left so there were several songs mm-hmm. i don't feel like a ton like really stood out so much but i had two nominees and a winner I and had, I don't think we're going to agree on any placements of anything. Probably not. I had, obviously, an honorable mention and a winner. Of course. I'm- well, so <laughs> let me give my first, because okay, I, okay. I don't think this is going to be a, this isn't a real winner, and it's not really a real, real nominee for me, but I had to call out, we got another okay. Sarah Bareilles song. <gasps> is that your winner? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, since you called me out, I'm back on the, the, this, you the emotional. You don't have to switch to the sad <laughs> songs now, just because I said you never win the sad ones. <laughs> Oh, my God. But it is a good one. It's um, Breathe Again by Sarah Bareilles. Yeah. It's the big Catherine ending emotional one, which I do yeah. like it, but 
I don't know. There were some. I liked the more like kind of poppy vibey uh, yeah. songs that played during like uh, I don't know different moments. Yeah. Um. Well, so what was your? So that was your winner. winner. Breathe again. What yeah. was your nominee? My honorable <laughs> mention went to. What song is this? We radiate by Goldfrapp. <laughs> okay, that was my other nominee. Actually, okay, was good, we, good. Na- we radiate by Goldfrapp. Yeah, um, just because the scene is so absurd. I, I was know the like, scene's so absurd, but it's kind of unfortunate because the song is pretty good. The like, song is good because it weird. does. After the Caroline product placement, it continues to play into the next like Tyler uh, Mason scene mm-hmm. or Mason Jenna Damon. I don't know whoever's in it. Um, and it's pretty good. It's like a good song, and I actually feel like that song might have been on the vampire diary soundtrack that i had on cd of course it was <laughs> which actually brings me to my winner which was on the vampire diary soundtrack I, i'm gonna have to look up this soundtrack oh my God, I so i can predict your winner okay but it's agonizing because the vampire diary soundtrack is not on spotify like it's on spotify That's but almost all the songs up. are like blacked out you can't listen to them except like a few and this is one of the blacked out ones so i'm kind of sad about it oh, no. um it's hammock by howls which plays when elena damon and jenna are in the kitchen um earlier in the the episode and i just really like that one mm-hmm. it feels so like um it felt like the best tonally for like mm-hmm. kind of what our playlist was and for what i feel like vampire diaries is which is probably why they put it on that soundtrack and of course i'm just very specifically nostalgic to it yeah. because of my vampire cd of course um but i'm willing to give it to sarah Brellis. we've got a couple of her on the uh playlist so i feel like that's like a um I don't know. It just fits. We got a lot of Sarah Bareilles, a lot of Run yeah. Republic. That's the vibe in season two, especially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I'm. I mean, I'm obviously good with that. That was my winner, so I, I can't say no. I'll, honor. I I'll give you. I can't give my random yeah. soundtrack. We can't even add it to the playlist. I was well. That's what I was gonna ask. Can it, is it even on Spotify at all? Or? No, it's not. So we Sad. can't add it to the playlist. So we'll go with Breathe Again by Sarah Bareilles. Okay. That's our winner for the best song of this episode. Beautiful. Honor Catherine's love of Stefan. Yes. And we'll be adding that to our playlist where we have every winner of a best song episode. And you can find the link to that in our various descriptions, bios. You can also find a link to our TikTok and our Instagram where we post funny clips, memes, etc., etc. It's a good time over there. You can also listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you're not already. Or you can watch the video version on YouTube if you're not already doing that. So go listen, watch there. And next week, join us for Season 2, Episode 5, Kill or Be Killed. Ooh. Tells you pretty much what's going to happen, what's yeah. going to go down. Another Let's, barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically. It must another... be summer now. I'm so confused about the timeline. <laughs> we don't need to get into it now since we're closing. But... Yeah, we'll figure it out yeah. next time. Um, thank you for watching yep. and or listening to this one. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.